Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks get out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who's faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, and is able to drink a beer in one sitting. It's Frank. How are you today? <laughs> able to drink beers in a single gulp. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even say one gulp. I just said in one sitting. In one sitting, like yeah. You could, wow. You can, you can nurse that one beer for an hour for yeah, all I yeah, care. exactly. <laughs> How are you today i'm doing all right i'm doing all right it's uh it's quite toasty as we're sitting sitting here in a heat wave but uh but uh trying to keep cool and drinking a cool beer to to help with that that's good what cool beer are you drinking in this heat wave Frank? so i recently had the uh the sam adams uh port rocker which has been a favorite of yours and mine for for a long oh, time now this yes. is another another sam from there from that the summer um variety pack which is the lawn chair lager and Ooh, uh, that's new yeah it's right? new to me yeah, yeah. And it's great it's super refreshing super light um it's it's not you know the the poor trucker has gotten more and more lemon flavored over the it's years a little zesty it's, it's now yeah it's got way more it, zesty and like sweet like like there's mm-hmm. more like lemon juice in it than i think there used to be and i think yep. they change the recipe a little bit every year and they get like local lemons and stuff so it's it, it, it's different every year poor trucker this is more like this might overtake the porch rocker as like my favorite from that variety pack, honestly, because it's just really? it's just like a refreshing lager that is uh, um, balanced and not too sweet, not too hoppy. It's it's just sort of a great, great like cold beer for a summer um, for a summer afternoon. Like it's it's I'm really really digging it, um, and I don't know if they're going to sell it in in six packs on its own or not i was um, gonna say can i get it in a six or do i, I have to get the variety pack? i don't know i've only seen it in the variety pack but that used to be the case with porch rocker too and then that was so popular they started selling six packs of it so true i don't know but so far i've only seen it i've only seen it there someone i'm sure please correct this if if uh if i'm wrong about that but but uh, i've only seen it in the variety pack and if i have to buy another uh, variety pack to get more of it i guess i will because i like the other beers in it too so that's good. What what's it called again? Uh, the lawn chair. It's called the lawn chair logger. That's nice. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Um, I'm also drinking a beer that is nice for this uh really toasty this really toasty day. Um, there is a a brewery close to where I used to work. Uh, and that brewery is called the Tenth District Brewery, mm. and they sell a very, very nice watermelon, uh, watermelon wheat. I've talked about this brewery on the podcast before. It might have been last week. I can't remember. Um, 
maybe the week before, but um, they don't really name their beers anything special. It's oh, just man. like this is the kind of beer it is. You want the you want the India Pale Ale? That's what you're gonna get. Like a, almost like a movie where they're like, I'll have a beer, and you're like, okay, that's fine, cool. It's a beer. Um, so this is just the tenth district watermelon watermelon wheat, and I like it. Because it's not overly watermelony, like we, like you said, the porch rocker can get a little too lemon. It can get a little bit too lemony. Um, but this watermelon, watermelon wheat, um, has a really nice blend of just kind of traditional watermelon, but also a hefeweizen, um, kind of a hefeweizen, um, distinction to it. So, but Frank, let's talk about what we're really going to talk about today, and that is. The our next installment of superhero slapback. Oh yeah, superhero yeah. slapback. I feel like there should be a song, but we don't have a song. Like, can we do like, I don't know, Love Shack, but change the words to <laughs> slap, slap back, back. baby slap <laughs> back, slap superhero slapback, baby. <laughs> That's good. If you could do me a favor and record that and then oh like god. insert it into future Oh my god. <laughs> future episodes. Oh baby to the slap back. Yeah. Our slap, slap back, back is a little old place where we can talk about old movies. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. This That's is a uh, this is a project now that has, has to happen. Yeah, if you didn't have if, I if you didn't have anything else to do. Yeah, I don't know if I could do it for before this episode goes out, but but before the next one, oh boy. Oh yeah, no, keep the keep what it is oh, in yeah. here now. That's like it. let the let the organicness of the podcast drive us forward. Um, for sure, for so, sure. Yeah, this is our second installment of Superhero Slapback, where we take a look uh, previous superhero movies in chronological order, and we're just going to choose whichever ones we want to talk about, but it will be in chronological order. And next up, uh, after Batman 66, is Superman the movie. Superman 78, You'll Believe a Man Can Fly, starring Christopher Reeve in the title role, Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor, Margot Kidder as Lois Lane, what a movie! the The recently late Ned Beatty, yes, as Otis. Um, so, um, do you remember the first? I don't even know if we've ever podcasted about this movie. Truthfully, we've been doing this for so long, I can't remember if we've ever been like, let's just talk about Superman seventy eight. I think we did a couple a couple of years ago, but I, I don't remember what we. Uh, I, I only remember because uh, I had recently seen it in a theater. Um, for the, for the for the first time on the big screen, so I, I remember I remember talking about that, but mm-hmm. I don't remember what else whatever whatever else we talked about. Um, I did see it on the big screen a couple of years ago. Wow, I didn't even remember that. that okay, just, yeah, we might have both gone to the same and, Fathom event at different locations. We definitely went to yeah. different locations because I saw it with uh, Palmer, who's the okay, yeah, I thought Academy so. Rewind. I thought you'd seen it with Palmer. Yeah, yeah. So I went. I went. I went local uh, to where I was living at the time, but. Um, yeah, it's uh, for the first time I saw it. I was it was not like the first Superman thing I saw, like like for a lot of people. Um, and so Christopher Reeve, while I think Christopher Reeve is phenomenal and is one of the best Superman actors, he wasn't like my Superman like, like for like many people mm-hmm. of our generation. Um, so so I don't have the same. It wasn't my first exposure to Superman, so it wasn't like the same um, experience that a lot of other people have, which is uh, admittedly unusual for someone of my age. But um, 
Yeah, I, 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 I saw it when I was probably like eight or ten, somewhere in there, like between seven and ten, I would, I would say. Um, so I was already well versed in Superman, and when I saw it, it actually, it, it was, it was my first encounter um, with with different takes on the same story, like different takes on the same mm-hmm. character and, and there being differences, like, like sort of somewhat significant differences. Like, um, you know, the idea that, that he, um, was in the fortress of solitude for like 12 years or the idea that yep. he can spin and change costume, uh, uh, you know, in a manhole cover or whatever. Um, mm-hmm things like that. I was like, he can, he can do that. Those are powers Superman has. I, why did I never see that with George Reeves or the cartoon or, you know, because, so it was my because first budgets, because budgets, special effects. It was my first time with that concept of like, huh, this is, this is a different, it's the same, but it's different. Why are they changing things? What's, what's, what's that about? And, and it was like, yeah, it was a thing that it took, I had to like learn like, well, there's different, you know, this in the comics too. This is, there's different versions of this character. There's different stories told with the same characters. And sometimes they, they take some liberties. And that was my first exposure to that sort of concept at a, at a young age. No, I, that's, I mean that that's, I think that's important when you're a superhero fan and then you continue, like, I guess you continue to be a superhero fan, right? I think it's, I think it's important to see different, um, different iterations of of mm-hmm. the character so you like don't get stuck in like one well, thinking about things in one particular thinking about things in just one particular way um and so i mean that's my yeah uh hot take on superheroes check out all the versions um particularly when you're young because when you're young you get you'll see more and more um when you're young, you'll see more and more uh, variety, and then that variety is the spice of life. Uh, I my I was just thinking, while you were talking, I was trying to think like what my first introduction to live uh, just to Superman was, and I don't think it was Christopher Reeve either. Um, uh, I think that it was uh, the, my first introduction. My first introduction to, um to superman i think was either the fleischer cartoons um yeah my first introduction was either the fleischer cartoons or or the new adventures of superman yep. like the the really short episodes from like 66 to 68 because there was a bunch of vhs's um uh at a blockbuster when we were kids and so we would rent like the we would rent like the batman one and the superman one and i remember watching like Superman versus Brainiac when I was a little kid. And I'm pretty sure that's the first Superman I ever saw. It was either those or Fleischer. Really? Superman versus Brainiac? No, wait, wasn't Superman versus Brainiac already after Superman the Animated Series had been on for a little bit? No, 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 I'm sorry. Not Superman, not that one. I'm talking the show from the 60s. Oh, 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 okay, okay. It looked like like Super Friends. That's the Ruby Spears cartoon, I think. I don't think so. No? Actually, Ruby Spears was the eighties. Oh, um, okay. And so, because I, I did a oh. little. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. So I wasn't really taken with Superman right away in that time. Um, but uh, but I do remember getting the Chris Reeve movie on VHS. I want to say it must have been for some anniversary uh, edition. Um, you know, like maybe it was the. Maybe it was the 20 year anniversary or something like that, because 
came out in 78. So maybe like in 98 or something like that, my brother and I got the VHS and it was like the quote unquote director's cut. So we got the, like there were additional scenes, like when he goes down into the subway and Lex like tries fire and ice and bullets and all that stuff. And we just thought that was the coolest thing um, because it was pretty much as close to like real action that you get in that movie, like real Superman action um, that you would kind of see in the comics. For those at home listening, Frank is frozen and I've been trying to talk a long time while Frank has been having some computer issues. I don't know what the what the deal is, but it's it's getting frustrating for him, I'm sure. So I'm just sipping my beer. And I can continue to talk about Superman, but it's going to be a little one-sided. But here we go. So Superman the movie opens up on Krypton, which is which we see as more of an ice planet uh than just kind of a futuristic maybe like um you know, Flash Gordon kind of vibe. They they tried to go in a different direction than what um, Star Wars had really just had just thrown out and kind of changed what space could possibly look like. And it, it's it definitely fits a little bit more the Richard Donner Krypton, as as um, Marlon Brando says, fits a little bit more into like classic sci-fi. It fits a little bit more into classic sci-fi looks right you know like it's like here are the big robes and like apparently in the future we don't need pants we just need robes um because everyone likes a healthy breeze and um even though it seems to be very cold there um so it's just it's a choice that was made um and as a kid i remember like i was not fascinated with the the Krypton of the past. It just was not, um, it was just visually, it wasn't interesting as a child. Now I think it's cool. Yeah. The Krypton stuff when I was a kid, um, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't too keen on it as a kid either. And like, I didn't, you know, I didn't have an appreciation for who Marlon Brando was and, and things like that, but I was sort of put off by like, why are there just people walking around in like, you know, the robes, like you say, um, like just they're they're just all these old people and they're talking in this like weird you know sort of pseudo shakespearean Mm -hmm. way of talking and it's just it's slow moving and it's boring and like let's just let's get to the to the superman stuff um you know like that's how i felt as a kid now as an adult i i actually love the the mythology behind krypton stuff and in 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 various forms right like in in not just from this movie and or this franchise but like from all over the superman uh mythos i I love the krypton stuff but but as a kid i just was you know at my my first few times seeing it especially i was like this part is slow can we get to the fun part yep get to superman right it's funny how your tastes change when you're when you're an adult or something because like i find what I'm most intrigued by when I watched Superman. Now I just watched it before we actually decided to do superhero slapback. I watched it. Um, I was in the mood and my wife had never seen it. And so, and it was one of those, like, I'm just going to watch this. And if you also want to watch along, feel free. Um, but I'm not changing the movie. Sure. Um, <laughs> this is on. It's staying on. The, so join me or was, don't. That's right. And it was around, I started at the together. We started at the, like he enters the daily planet like part of mm. of the movie and she was just like he's so likable and watchable and like she couldn't get over like how like charming Christopher Reeve was in and out of the suit 
So I ended up going backwards, like in like showing her like bits of the Krypton stuff and the stuff at home, just so she'd have a little bit of context for what stuff, like why stuff was happening. And she was like, it's a little dated. And I agree with her. It's like, it the, like it's a little bit more Flash Gordon than Star Wars. Um, sure. Sure. So that they, they um, but the, the ice stuff is still, I think, pretty interesting. Yes. As an adult, I'm I'm with it, and I'm with the stuff with the Daily Planet, and like that's the stuff that I find more interesting now as an adult. Like, not that I don't like when he dresses up as Superman, but I don't need to have him dress up like Superman to enjoy the film. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's that's changed for me, for me too. Yeah, the I mean. The look, uh, the the ice crystal look of the fortress and of of Krypton, comes from this movie and has endured. Like that's the most iconic look for the fortress for Krypton. Like like the the, the fortress was in the the Arctic, um, but it didn't have this crystal look to it mm-hmm. um, until until these films. And then in, in comics, it's been adopted at, at different points. In you know Smallville referred back to it. Um, uh, even even Superman and Lois, it's on TV right now. Pays sort of homage to it with like there's still being crystals, and it's not exactly the same look. Like Smallville kind of copied it almost exactly, or are pretty pretty closely, pretty faithfully. But um, but but Superman and Lois is more just sort of like inspired by it. But still, that's like right. that still sticks around, and that comes mm-hmm. from this movie. Well, Superman and uh. Lois, or I mean, um, uh, Smallville had this had it was in this like inconvenient place of being really the first one of the first new Superman projects, um, outside of Lois and Clark, which, yeah, like which did not do crystalline structure at all. Nope. They went almost like classic. It, it, they were really more influenced by Star Trek: Next Generation, yeah, than by than by Superman the movie. But but a lot of people like they. Smallville, for whatever reason, had to like really fight against the current of the Chris Reeve movies um, for a lot of it. And like, how much do you adhere to what had come before and how much you didn't? And so I actually think having Smallville do the fort, like the ice fortress with crystal or uh, like Kryptonian crystalline technology, that's the thing that like almost makes it stick around even more because now you're seeing it in two live action iterations. Um, plus in the comic books, you know, plus in, you know, because the TV show, the Superman animated show didn't do crystalline structures, but it, but they all do the Arctic and every time anybody kind of goes against crystalline structure and one goes, "Eh, are you sure you want to do that? Right. Like you you positive, you want to do that? I think because it's, it's, it's very unique. Um, and. Space agey stuff or, you know, advanced computers or whatever else. And like, we've seen that, you know, like that's like, you know, our technology now is so advanced from what like it like it used to be that like what we kind of have just in front of us is what we kind of imagined the future technology to be like. And so they're like, look, they're touching the screens and they have these holograms and they like, yeah, we technically have all of that now in like the regular world. And so crystalline structure or technology, we just don't get it because it's not real. It doesn't exist. It's not like a thing. But like it's so advanced, we can't hope to understand it. So it's just cool. It's almost it's just magic. Cool. Yeah, it's just cool because it is. 
get futuristic. It's just like out of left field, right? It's not mm -hmm. that thing of like, yeah, like it's, oh, it's a more advanced touch screen because we can understand it. You know, like Star Trek, Star Trek uh, original series talking about storing data on tapes because that was the most advanced thing they could they could conceive of, like not Correct. discs, not not the cloud. No, tape. It's why I um, giggle when you see like mini discs in movies yeah, where you're like, it's yeah. the wave of the future. And I'm like, it right. was the future for a couple of years. It was the future then. And then somebody came out with a USB drive, right. which is weirdly more like crystal, like exactly. crystal high exactly. structure. So it's cooler. But on the other hand, it's also like it lets you say like sort of be hand wavy and be like, yeah, it's it's crystal technology. It's you don't need to understand it. It's fine. It can do all sorts of things. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, yep. It can build a fortress in the middle of the Arctic. It can uh, store uh, a hologram of a dead man. It can do all sorts of things. Don't worry. Yeah. And you know what? That's fine. Because if in a movie where you're like, you can believe a man can fly, arguably you're going to have to believe a little bit more than yes. that. Yes. You know, and that's that's what I think is what, what I think is kind of pressing and telling. Um, I think Superman the movie is... Um, it's a great example of how to um, it's a, I mean, it's by the numbers now, but it is a, it is a great outline for this is how you tell a very typical story of a superhero origin story. Mm -hmm. You know, here's mm -hmm. the, here's the discovery. It's just, it's just the hero's journey, you know, and it's just the, the discovery, leaving the home, trying being something new trials and tribulations, blah, 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 all of that, all of that stuff. But I mean, people have been copying it since since it came out you know spider-man is clear Raimi spider-man is clearly um the story structure of mm -hmm. superman the movie a lot of the fate of the marvel phase one movies or any actually marvel origin story is a uh, superman the movie early into marvel i don't even know if they still do this but i know that kevin feige's gone on record to be like we watch superman the movie before we make every movie mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. like this is this is what you're trying to achieve right. every time. Mm -hmm. This level of fun and camp and seriousness and earnestness, and it really blends itself together very well. It does. I mean, it's a great template. It's a great template for for telling these kinds of stories because it it's it's so clearly like it's got the okay, you're on Krypton and then you're on the Ken Farm and then you're in Metropolis, right? Those are sort of three clear, distinct phases of this movie mm -hmm. um you've got the, just the fact that it opens with the krypton stuff right and is sort of a plunges you right into this sort of fantastical setting um that that a lot of moviegoers probably didn't know what they were looking at right i mean mm -hmm. like they knew it was marlon brando but they're like what fresh hell is this yeah that's what true shiny movie screen costume are you wearing what is that and I'm um, sure Marlon Brando asked himself the same question as he was reading the notes off cue cards. That's correct. Yes, yeah, you can see him turn like in that first trial scene. You can he's like turn cue card. Yeah, turn cue card. <laughs> turn cue card. <laughs> yeah, I do like that. The first line of the movie is "This is no fantasy." It's very, it's very meta. It's Marlon Brando that is, saying that, that is, to the that is that is very meta. Yes. Yeah, I did not ever pick up that that was the yes. first line. This is the, no fantasy. Yes, it's very, very meta, very self-referential, um, and it's sort of a wink, a wink to the audience. But yeah, I love that. Like that's something that you would see. You would see that in a in a movie today. You would see that in a Marvel movie where we're starting in this weird 
um, setting that we don't really know where we are. We don't really, beginning of like Captain Marvel or something, right? Like mm-hmm. we don't know where we are. We don't really know what's, but like by the end of the movie, we'll understand all of this. All of this will make sense in due time. Um, and this movie does that. And that's like, you know, it's, it's not even in media res. It's, it's, I mean, it is, but it's, it is, but yeah. it's more than that. It's, it's, um, it is plunging you directly and not only into the action, but into a new setting that you're going, you're about to figure out what you're seeing and, and the significance of it will, will really, you know, pay off as, as the movie goes on. Sure. I, there, the, the seventies was an era of film where they didn't stop to explain things to an audience. Mm. Um, you notice as as the decades progress, there's there's more of a care that you have to stop and tell the people in the audience, like, okay, everyone, now, this is what's happening in the movie so far, in case right. you haven't been paying attention. Um, and uh, they didn't do that in the 70s. They were like, you're not paying attention? Too bad. Yeah. You are paying attention? Good. Keep up, because we're not going to stop to tell you exactly. things. Exactly. We're not going to hold your hand. You know, speaking of things that that happened a lot in movies in the 70s, I was just talking about, we were just talking about this on Superman and Lois TV talk a little while ago, but um, another thing that happened a lot in the 70s was a lot of ADR, right? Because oh, like the gosh, sound yes. on so many movies in that era, I don't know why, I don't know what it was, but it, the, uh, this audio, the sound on so many movies in that era is just horrendous. Like it's so bad and, and so much stuff they would try to cover up with ADR. And so like, I don't know if it's because there was so much noise on set, if there were planes flying over, if there was, you know, if it's a rainy scene, you got the rain machine making noise, whatever. And so they would ADR it out. They were, they would, they would, the actors would re-record the dialogue over the, the, the footage, like in a recording studio, they would re-record their lines along with the video footage they'd already shot. And in this movie, um, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of things where it's clear that like Glenn Ford or whoever like redid his lines. And uh, when young Clark, like teenage Clark is talking, um, you know, he's, his lines are, are ADR as well. And for the longest time, I was like, wow, it's amazing how much this guy sounds like Christopher Reeve. <laughs> Guess Tricks. why? <laughs> Tricks. They replaced Jeffy's voice with Christopher Reeve. That's why. But it just didn't phase me because like everybody looked like they were lip syncing so like it didn't it didn't really uh, it didn't occur to me that like oh it's because it's not his voice at all right uh if everyone's re-recording their dialogue anyway he might as well have the you know might as well have christopher reeve re-record his um so you never hear jeff east's voice i don't think um you just hear christopher reeve you know and as a kid even as an adult i don't really notice it and i think that because you again you know like everyone kind of looks like they're talking kind of weird and so and i mean ad i mean they still do adr now it's not like we it's not like it's like a magic thing that's gone away no 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 like but it was used so much and so obviously like they didn't really hide it one it was used obviously but two it was not um they used it when you probably didn't have to use it that's what it seems like and i don't i mean i you took film class and more film classes than I ever did. Like, do, do you know why that is? Like, was that ever, did you ever discuss it was that? Just the, it was just the, it was just, just the style. style choice. It was just the style of the day because the, because the audio in the, the audio in the, um, 
studio was going to be cleaner than anything that they recorded outside. Mm. Like, that was just I guess it's when they're on location. I guess it's when they're on location that that happens the most. Yeah, because a set you can control, right? Right. And, like, you... But, like, if it's outside and there's even a slight wind or, you know, outside noise or somebody honks a horn all the way down Mm -hmm. the line over there, it's just not... You're just not going to get the same sound. And we still go with it now. If you try to record a movie on your phone outside... Oh, sure. Like, it's just... It's just a controlled environment. It's just a lot easier. Um, so you might as well just keep yeah. it hopping along. Yeah. Yeah. But that's one thing that I never, I never, uh, I didn't know until I learned like through trivia that like, no, that's because Christopher Reeve recorded the dialogue. And it's like, oh, that's why. Okay. That for him, that makes sense. I'm surprised they just didn't have Christopher Reeve play younger Clark Kent. Yeah, because that that's also a style where you're like, oh, remember Jimmy Stewart playing that high school kid? Right. In, um, it's a wonderful you know, life. It's a wonderful life. Like what? Yes. Like no. Yes. Totally. Uh, totally. Yeah. They, they yeah. I just watched. I just watched a Beautiful Mind for Academy Rewind, and they have freaking thirty some odd year old Russell Crowe playing like eighteen year old John Nash, and I'm like, all right, okay. <laughs> Yeah, don't push it. Like, don't don't push your luck. Yeah. Even if he's supposed to be twenty one or whatever, like, you know that you're not. But you just kind of roll with it because you know that's part of a movie. When especially like if they're playing that role through the whole movie, it's yeah. you know if you're if you're supposed to be way younger than you are through the whole movie before you know age reduction, um, right? Uh, you know that's that's one thing. But but anyway, uh, I uh, what about the if you now all the Superman stuff that's out there in the world hmm. and somebody was like, I don't know squat about Superman. Is this the first thing you hand them or do you give them something different? That's a very interesting question. If they know nothing about Superman, I mean, are we talking that, that even the, the classic, uh, uh, Grant Morrison four uh, panel, uh, yeah, they don't, intro, yeah, they, they don't get yeah, like Krypton boom. Got it. You know, like maybe, maybe they, they know that Superman's a superhero, right? Maybe he's an alien. Maybe he's not. They don't really know. I don't know or if this care. Is, I don't know if this is what I would show them. If they, if they have a basic understanding of Krypton boom, got it. And, and yeah, there's uh, yeah. Okay. Fine. Kansas. And I don't know if this is what I would show I them. I think because, that's too much. No, that's too much information. I don't even okay, think they know fine. that. I'm no, asking. No, no like, Kansas, but, but, but yeah. Krypton boom, got it. I mean, like, do you need an hour and a half before you see him in the suit? to like uh, if no um let, okay i'll back up let's not do krypton boom got it let's say because like my wife didn't know that like she was just like okay. a superman okay. superman i remember years ago watching batman begins and like the like his parents get shot in the alley and the person in the room goes oh that's why he's batman yeah like no clue yeah absolutely zero clue so i think we take a lot of that stuff for granted as fans even as something as like big as superman so let's say they just know superman's a superhero he flies he has a cape that's all they have to go on do you hand them superman the movie i think for a lot of people of our age and younger i wouldn't because i i do feel like it's dated i do feel like it might be hard for some people again like young millennials or or gen z like this might be too dated to be relatable um mm-hmm. i agree i think i think it is i love it i love it, it but, but but like but, i love jaws which is also really dated right you know right right like so it might it might just be too dated to be like th- there's enough antiquated stuff in it that might distract somebody again depends on the on their age depends on their sophistication if they're like a, a big movie buff and they just like movies and they can look past like 
they can look past that, then yeah. But otherwise, I might show them like the All-Star Superman animated movie or, um, you know, episodes of, of Superman the Animated Series or for a live action choice, um, I might show them some some episodes of like Superman and Lois or um, or Lois and Clark. Yeah, even Lois and Clark, I, I think, is even too. more dated. It's dated, too. In some ways, it's more dated than a movie that's yeah. older than that. very 90s. Yeah, I I'm I'm with you, and I like man I like Man of Steel, um, but it's it doesn't it's not a it's not the most compelling version of Superman, and so I I really wouldn't want to introduce somebody who didn't know anything about Superman. This is not what I would hand them first. I would not it's, hand the Man of Steel, and it's sort I'd of be Superman more, on hard mode. You know? Yes, and and that's a Superman for a particular time correct, for a particular correct. place. But yeah, yeah. but if you're looking for a general scope of a character, that's it. it's probably not what I would hand them. And and neither is Superman seventy eight. I don't think. I I, I think no. it was for a long time, right? I think for mm-hmm. up until maybe ten years ago, I would have said, yeah, that's probably the best sort of reference material. But I'm not sure that that we're now far away enough from it that without a lot of caveats, it might not hold up to to a new a totally new person with no background on the character. Correct. I think it stands out for its charm for in a lot of ways, its sophistication of character. Yes. Um, but it but as a does it hold up type film, like I wouldn't hand somebody Batman sixty six and be like, here's Batman. No, right. Like I, right. I just wouldn't do it's just it's it's a particular type of of iteration of that character for a particular place. Though I do think that I I might I would be more inclined to be like here's a couple of clips of Chris Reeve doing his Superman thing. Yes. yes. Like I might show um, like the helicopter sequence to mm-hmm. like the end of that night, like his first night on the town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This I would might be like, this is a good example of Superman. Like, yeah. And I know. might show somebody if they already knew Krypton boom, got it, you know, uh, something about growing up on a farm and then he becomes a report. Like if they just know even just those three sentences, um, without knowing Martha and Jonathan Kent's name, just like yeah, I think he grew up on a farm or something. I don't really know. I saw I saw enough of Smallville to, that there was a barn. Like you know, maybe that maybe that's uh, that's it. Um, I might show them Superman too at that point. Be like, all right, you know the you know the origin story at least in principle. Here's a good like, you know, he's already Superman. No origin stuff. Here's here's him. Um, you know, fighting fighting. Uh, these villains that I might, I might show somebody who already has basic understanding of the character. But, um, as far as like showing somebody with coming in completely blind, it, it would have to be the, I'd have to think like, this is the right fit for this person because I know that they'll appreciate it. That's a great point. And I, I, what if I think if this, if you, if they've never seen, if they don't know anything about Superman, I would hazard a guess that cartoons are also not their thing. That would always be my, oh, like, sure. Thing. So, yeah, like, yeah. I, so I wouldn't automatically drift towards, you know, yeah. All Star Superman or something like that or, or the 90s show or even some one of some of the other DC animated films. Like, it's actually a tricky question. I, it is a I, tricky question. Yeah. I might show the pilot of Superman and Lois. If you really want the most up to date version of Superman, yeah. Th- this, this is it. Like, like just chronologically, this is the newest one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that's, that would actually be high on my list. If someone wanted to see a live action and they wanted something, you know, modern, that's n- not just because it's the newest thing. I think it's, you know, like it's it's more representative, I think, than some of the other things we've talked about. And I think that might be what I would go with. But yeah, it's tough. And it kind of, you know, that's kind of interesting that like it's it 
it's interesting that like there's nothing else that I would really want to show them that says something about like the amount of like there's tons of like I could show them Batman 89 I could show them Batman Begins I could show them um, and then we can go on animated stuff too mm -hmm. um but and we could argue the well we will argue the merits of those when we get to those movies but um but there's not that many options for Superman which is weird because there's tons of Superman there's tons of Superman media, material out there right absolutely but, but tons you have relatively few of them are actually good starter material that's correct a lot of them uh, or not even to start, yeah, starter material. That's a good, yeah. Um, and uh, and not only that, but so few of them have, so few of them you can call like have like outlasted time. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. some things are just a little bit more. Some things are just a little bit more like oh, it's definitely the seventies, right? And like Superman seventy eight, it's definitely the seventies. Yeah. It's. You know, it's not like oh, maybe I just didn't see a cell phone. It's, no, no, yeah. it, it it's it is of it. It is so of its time, and I I I sometimes like that because I like seeing like oh, it's Superman in the seventies. What would that be like? Yeah, you know, yeah. and if you think of it like that, then you've got it. Sure, but um, yeah, I love it though. That's not to diminish. I don't think this is to diminish in uh, no way. In, in no, no way, way. diminish it. No. I I love it so much. I think I like it more than Superman two. I do Which too. What, yeah, I do, do too. you? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I Superman too. I, I, so many people are like, oh my god, it's even better than the first one. I'm not. I'm not sure. I actually agree with that. I don't think so. It's certainly more action oriented yes. than the than the first one, and it also it's it that one also gets copied quite a lot for its um you know its choice of power and not power. We'll talk about that at you know like when we when we get to that one. It actually, might be the next one. It came out in eighty nineteen eighty, I think. But what okay. did anything come out in seventy nine that, that's on not, our list? I don't don't think so. I don't think no. Alien is going to be on our list. So yeah, I don't. no, it should be, but it's not really a superhero. I don't movie, know. So if it's not going to be consider that a superhero unless movie. we change superhero slapback to sci fi slapback. Then we're uh we're not going to do that. So. Um, we, I mean, so, yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. That's so, uh, Frank, what a lovely conversation that we will now wrap up by telling where the people, where they can find us. Yes. Uh, you can find us at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. You can find this show at beerwithgeeks.com. Uh, you can support us uh, for as little as a buck a month at uh, patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio, and that helps us to keep making shows like this one and like Academy Rewind and uh, and the like. So thank you for thank you for supporting us there. You can support us other ways by uh, by reading and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We're available in, in all the various directories, Amazon, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, everywhere. Um, you can also... Uh, leave us uh, feedback at Beer with Geeks on Twitter, beerwithgeeks at gmail.com. And um, hey, if you like Superman, uh, head on over to smallvilleanthology.com where I just dropped the second episode of uh, my my documentary podcast about the making of Smallville. And you will hear not only my voice, but the voice of one Tim um, in episode two, chapter two of, uh, of Save Me, the Smallville Anthology at smallvilleanthology.com. It's a great show, Frank, really. I have thank to you. applaud you on it. Thank you, it is, thank you. It's pretty excellent. Thank you for your contribution. I really appreciate it. That's my pleasure. Well, but Frank, uh, it's been a it's been a pleasure talking to you. So until next time, cheers. cheers.